And it is Jesus who truly makes this a glorious day. Welcome to this morning's broadcast and a very special Mother's Day greeting to all mothers listening this morning. We at Echoes of Calvary would like to wish you all a happy Mother's Day. Today, Pastor Rob looks at Titus chapter 2 verses 3 to 5. And in this passage, we will see three things. A good mother's mentor, a good mother's measure, and a good mother's motivation. And now, Pastor Robert Elliott. Well, good morning and happy Mother's Day. It's uh, good to be in the studio today to consider the great uh, gift that mothers are to all of us and how God has in his word addressed what godly mothering is to be like. I would like to take us to a New Testament passage this Mother's Day to consider the good mother's mentor, the good mother's measure, and the good mother's motivation. We find these in Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. And as we consider these verses, I invite you to turn in your Bibles, if you have them nearby, to Titus 2, verses 3 through 5. Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, that they may encourage the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be dishonored. These verses in Titus give us, again, the good mother's mentor, the good mother's measure, and the good mother's motivation. Let's start with the first of the three, the good mother's mentor. Who does the Lord God intend to be the young mother's coach or confidant or counselor in the matters pertaining to godliness as a woman? The verses before us answer that question, and the response is, having older, godly women as mentors. I see that in verses 3 and 4 again. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, etc. So from the eyes of heaven, which are the only eyes that count, a good mother has a mentor, and that mentor is an older, godly woman. Now, let's move from the good mother's mentor to the good mother's measure. What does God uh, determine to be true for a good mother in his estimation? How does God measure mothers? And how does God deem a mother to be a good mother? I believe all the mothers that are listening this morning want to be a good mother. And uh, the best way to find out how to be a good mother is to find out in the Bible what God says makes for a good mother. What's the measure of a good mother? And actually, there are seven things in these verses, believe it or not, that tell us the good measure for a good mother that God has established. And the first thing that heaven says makes you a good mother is that you love your husband. 
I see this in verse 3 through 5. Let's see the whole passage. Older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips, nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands. So in these verses are seven practical areas that God wants to measure you by, mom, as you are listening to me this morning, seven points of evaluation or measurements that God wants to have for you to be able to say, she's a good mom. And again, the first is that you love your husband. The second is that a good wife and mother loves her children. The Greek word here for love in the passage is philea, which describes a general kind of affection between human beings. And God wants you to have that general human affection for your children, a warm affection, a devoted affection. And that's what God would have to be his will for you. Now, moving from the first being loving of your husband, second being loving of your children, third, God measures motherhood that a good mother is sensible in her behavior and outlook. Or the NIV, the New International Version, puts it self-controlled. A good mother is a self-controlled, sensible mother. Uh, Basic to this idea is self-discipline, a consistent refusal to give in to selfish demands that we all are prone to have from time to time. God says, you're a good mother, If you live sensibly and in a self-controlled manner, not in a selfish manner. The fourth thing we see in this passage as to do with God's measure of a good mother is purity of life. God wants mothers to be pure in their thoughts, to be pure in their actions. And this kind of purity is achieved on a minute-by-minute basis on a minute-by-minute awareness of God's full observation of you as a mother and his understanding of you in your motives, in your thoughts, in your speech, and in your deeds. God says that a mother is a good mother, is the person who is aspiring, trying, working at having a pure life. The fifth aspect to God's measure of a good mother is her work or her busyness and specifically inside of her home. To read the passage again, older women likewise are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips nor enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible pure. There it is. And then workers at home. Workers at home. God says that a good mother is busy, engaged, active, working within her home. Now, the word here is that it is a home and a house, a house that is made a home by tender feminine attention and effort. Uh, There was a young military man and his family that had to live for a time in a hotel near the military base where he was temporarily stationed. 
And one day his little daughter was playing in the lobby of the hotel when a lady who understood the situation quite untactfully commented to her, isn't it a shame you don't have a home? Without hesitating, the little girl responded, oh, we do. We just don't have a house to put it in yet. Ladies, moms, you can make any place a home, and it takes an effort to work with diligence within that house home to the honor and glory of God. But there's more. The measure of a a good mother has to do with kindness. God wants kindness in mothers. Uh, Kindness is really goodness in action. Uh, Kindness is goodness with its work clothes on. Kindness bends down to smell a flower in a child's outstretched hand. Kindness waits patiently in the long grocery checkout line and then speaks a word of encouragement to the weary cashier. Kindness sends and delivers that greeting card. Kindness visits the discouraged and the forgotten. Kindness wipes up the tears before it wipes up the spilt milk. God wants good mothers who in his strength are kind. Seventh and last, at least in this passage in Titus 2, is that God's measure of a good mother is in her obedience to her husband. Her obedience to her husband. Verse 5 puts it to be subject to their own husband. Now, I'm the first to understand that this is not a popular notion in many places today, feminism and such, that it's not a very popular notion, it seems, that, uh, that a wife ought to be obedient to her husband, that a, a wife ought to be subject to her own husband. But popularity or acceptance in a society is not necessarily what makes something right or wrong. A wife's calling, according to God, is to have a willing obedience to her own husband. This is clearly taught in Scripture in more than one place. And the verb here in this uh, Titus chapter 2, verse 5, the verb here, which is translated to be subject, was used originally in a military context to convey voluntary, respectful, and complete obedience uh, despite the immediate result. This is biblical subjection. This is biblical obedience. And it's not to be inferior. It's not to be less valuable. It's not to say you're less intelligent than your husband. It's none of that. It's saying that the home needs order. And God says the order of it is that wives are to be subject to their husbands. So the home is functioning well. Husbands, we have a high calling on us that we treat our wives only with love, only with consideration and reasonability. And so, ladies, as your husband, in a godly manner, serves you and leads you by serving you, then you are expected of God to submit and to obey to the best of your ability for the good of your marriage and for the good of your children. So, to review, what is to be the mentor of a good mother? An older godly mother. And what is to be the measure of a good mother? Devotion and love for her husband and for her children, self-control, purity of life, busyness at homemaking, kindnesses demonstrated, and a respectful obedience to one's husband. Now, 
The third point here, after mentor and measure, what is the good mother's motivation? What is the good mother's motivation? Verse 5 of Titus 2 tells us, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, watch it, that the word of God may not be dishonored. Just think of it, mom, that as you receive the mentorship of a godly older mother, and as you respond in your character and behavior to the seven factors that we've addressed earlier in this message, that something good happens. Very good, as a matter of fact. The Word of God is not dishonored. Do you know what that means? That if a mother refuses older women mentoring her, and if she refuses to be devoted in love to her husband and her children, if she refuses to live self-controlled, if she's impure of life, if she's negligent in her homemaking, if she's an unkind woman, if she is disrespectful and not in line with her husband, then it would dishonor the Word of God. Think of that. You would never want to dishonor the Word of God, moms. I know that. And so God says, you don't want to dishonor my word, then accept mentorship and live according to the measurements of being a good mother that I have for you in my word. And ladies who are moms, I honor you this Mother's Day. I thank God for you, and I pray that you will continue to walk in obedience to the word of God as a blessing to your husbands and as a blessing to your children. But ladies, here's the thing. As a lady demonstrates devoted love for her husband and her children, and as a lady demonstrates self-control and purity and diligence in homemaking and various kindnesses and consistent obedience to her husband— then the gospel message will not be subject to contempt and hatred and mocking by those who evaluate it, sometimes unnoticed from afar. Really, the truth of 1 Peter 3, verses 1 and 2 lines right up with what I'm teaching. And 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2 says, In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives, as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. Mothers, I salute you. Thank the Lord for you. I wish you a blessed, encouraging, enriched Mother's Day. Let me pray for you. Lord God, thank you for the mothers who are listening today. Thank you for gifting them with children. Lord, I pray that the younger mothers would accept the mentoring of older women and that the older mothers would realize the role they are to have in the younger mothers' lives. I pray, Lord, that all the mothers would love their husbands, love their children, live sensibly, purely, work at home. I pray they be kind, subject to their own husbands, because, oh God, when this happens, the word of God will not be dishonored in the Bahamas. 
Lord, bless my sisters in Christ this day, this Mother's Day. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name together. Amen. And now, today's ministry spotlight. Well, good morning, Pastor Paul Worrell. How are you? I am in top shape, Pastor Rob. A pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you in the radio studio this morning. You and others are heading up an exciting ministry at Calvary Bible Church, a family and marriage ministry. And uh, we have an announcement to share with the listeners that comes under that umbrella. And it's an event that's called Stepping Up. And could you help us know, please, what is Stepping Up? We are very excited here at Calvary Bible Church to bring this event, Stepping Up. It's actually being presented by the Marriage and Family Ministry. And this year, we thought we would want to target our men. Because, as you know, our men are called to leadership and to courage. And Stepping Up is all about encouraging men to be courageous men, not to be boys, but to be courageous men. It's a video-based event. It lasts for a day. And the men that attend will be given the tools to swim against the tide and to be courageous, godly men, to take their rightful place in society. And we are really excited about this possibility. Yes, we are. From your point of view, Paul, what do you think is particularly timely about putting on an event like Stepping Up in the Bahamas right now? Well, it's always timely to, to challenge people to take their rightful place. But I firmly believe that in the Bahamas, we're at a crossroads. And it is time for us as men, and I speak personally also when I say this, it's time for us as men to draw a line in the sand. Not to repeat history, but to face the future boldly. Yes. And to say this is the legacy that we want to leave behind. We aren't going to follow in the footsteps of anyone that has caused us to think in an ungodly manner, to be unrighteous, to be cowardly, or even to be lazy, but to face the issues um, critically, biblically, and to courageously act. This is the time. Otherwise, the enemy will win, and the legacy that we will leave behind will be one of sincere regret. Yes, carpe diem, seize the day. Uh, what would you say to a, a man listening this morning that says, Am I going to get beat up? Am I going to become a way more discouraged if I come to this event? Is this something that I probably won't measure up to and I'll feel the opposite effect of being boosted? I would say you have entirely the wrong view of this event. This event is only for men. Yes. And it isn't for perfect men. All right. It's for us where we are. And any man that has that feeling... Um, stick with me when you're at the event, and you'll feel really big <laughs> because I have no problems indicating my frailties, and there are many. Yes. But this is an event that's targeted to men to help us to help each other. We will be looking at the issues that face us as men, yes, from a biblical standpoint, but from a very practical one. Good. Um, we want to open up, and we don't want to be shy or lazy, but also we don't want to avoid the issues. We want to be courageous. And the thing is, we want to define manhood first. What is manhood? How do you go from being a boy to being a man? Yeah. 
What does it mean to be a man in this society? Mm-hmm. The media, everywhere in society, we are bombarded with fierce definitions of what is a man? How can we critically and honestly and biblically defend our position as this is what a man is? Very good. So I'm thinking that it's likely and the the plan is for it to be a safe zone for men to be real with themselves and with others to the extent they're comfortable with that. It will be a very safe zone. It will be one of encouragement. It will be one of support. But it will also be one of challenge. Yes. Because we are challenging our men to be courageous. And even that we need to define what courage is. As men, we may never have to look down the barrel of a 45. Mm-hmm. We may have to look down or look in the face of a defiant and angry wife. Mm-hmm. How do we respond? Mm-hmm. We may have to look into the face of a weeping, distraught wife. Mm-hmm. How do we respond? Mm-hmm. Are we able to lead sacrificially? Mm-hmm. Are we to, able to lead in a style where we can actually accomplish the goal that we set out. We will be defining what is manhood. It sounds excellent. sounds so needful. Um, I'm looking forward in the will of the Lord to attending this event, and I hope as many of uh, the men listening to us this morning could get into Nassau for the event. What date is this? What, what place? What time? Okay. The event will be at Calvary Bible Church. Uh, the date will be Saturday, June 4th. And it will run from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. There is a minimal charge of $25 per man, which includes breakfast and lunch. Excellent. And the manual. Excellent. As has been said, you can't beat that with a stick. No, you can't. Um, But it will be a wonderful time for us as men. And hopefully, when we leave, we'll have a cadre of men who can support one another as men. You know, in our, in our society, we really need to define manhood. And not only define it, but embrace it. We are always beat up as, as men in our society. We aren't doing this, we aren't doing that. And I'm not so sure that that's correct, because we do have men in our society who are leading, who are real men. Mm-hmm. They've put behind the things of boys, of children. And we will have men leaving this event, going out there, making the difference wherever they are, in their sphere of influence, in their families, because we strongly believe that our families need our men. Yes. And that's where it begins. Our society and our country will be changed when our men are men in their homes. Yes, you know? indeed. How would, how would an interested uh, man register? Well, the easiest way to register is through Calvary Bible Church. But we'll be reaching out to as many churches in our community as we can. And through their pastors and their men's ministry leaders, um, they will be able to, um, to register. But you can um, contact Calvary Bible Church any day of the working week from 9 to 5. And you'll be able to register. We also will have a portal online for online registration. I'm not the most tech-savvy person, but once you call Calvary Bible Church, they'll be able to walk through the process. That number being 
800-326-0800. Hope many will call. That's fantastic. Is there anything else that uh, we ought to tell our listeners this morning? Well, the excitement may not come through my voice, but I would like our listeners to know that this will not be a one-time activity. Um, we do have a larger vision. Um, there is a 10-week study that goes along with stepping up, and we encourage uh, our partner churches to actually go through this with their men, with the men in their churches. Um, we are excited about the possibility of actually taking this event to Her Majesty's prison. Wow, that would be excellent. Um, and impact the men there so they can reach out to their sons so that we don't have, you know, this culture of recidivism um, where we just repeat the same thing over and over again. And we see the headlines every day of all men destroying other men. Um, I'm just so excited. I'm particularly enthusiastic about the difference it can make in our families, men doing the courageous thing. Can you imagine a man saying, I'm going to rip up these divorce papers because my marriage is worth fighting for. Yes. I don't care what my wife says. We're going to salvage our marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to apologize to my children, mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm going to let them see the difference in my life. No longer will I do things because I've been bribed. I'm not going to be one of the boys anymore. Yes. I'm going to be the man in this house. Mm. I'm going to be the man in my community. Can you imagine what this world would be like if men in history did not do the manly thing? Mm -hmm. We have so many things to be grateful for that have been originated by men taking their leadership role. We need to bring that back. Walk down the street, there goes a man. Or the lady saying, there goes my man. <laughs> right. And with Jesus Christ, uh, all transformation and change is possible. Absolutely. It's very possible to turn uh, marriages around families around, local church families around, and a whole nation around. So we're so excited about that. Just before we pray here for the event, I wanted to point out something to our listeners that's rather interesting. Um, it says that um, in 1 Corinthians eleven seven, for a man ought not to have his head covered, this is in a worship context, watch it, since he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of man. Think about that. God says that the man is the image and the glory of God, and the woman is the glory of man. So God gives us incredible privilege to be his image and glory, but it's also incredible responsibility. Absolutely. And this event is going to call us all to step up to that reality. And I'm so glad that you were with me to help us understand it. And we'll be praying that the event will be used mightily of our God in our men's lives. I thank you for that. And I really appreciate your prayers. I'd just like to leave with this verse that all the men will receive when they register. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Amen. Courage well, starts with the word of God. Lord, thank you for this event that we anticipate in your will. We pray that uh, the men who are to be there would know so and would clear the deck of their schedules and come. We pray that the Spirit of God would have free course to teach and to minister the Word of God to each one of us in attendance. To the end, Lord, that we would step up 
and that we would be counted as men, courageous men, obedient men to the call of God on our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name, the courageous one. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. You've been listening to the Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church, Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship services are at 8 and 11 a.m. this morning in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. Feel free to join us at these times. You can also write us at eocradio at gmail.com or P.O. Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And remember, everyone needs a savior. <laughs>